I had something brilliant to say, but it slipped my mind. Anyways, I'm sure a little Jew asshole is making fun of every Gentile when he reads the article. And on behalf of all the Gentiles in the world, I demand an apology. Stupid fucking dude. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. I went to see uh, Roller Derby this weekend, so yep. I'm, uh, I'm kind of pumped. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you're kind of into it. I, you know, I was about to ask you about that there, Wackerly. Are you like a big roller derby fan now like all of a sudden now yeah no it's the first time i went but now i i'm officially a huge fan so you're into like burly chicks with lots of uh shitty tattoos like psychobilly tattoos and you're thinking of like the hipster roller derby this isn't like that this is like they, you know they used to have roller derby in the 70s these are those same girls <laughs> they don't have tattoos they have like giant feathered you know, Van Halen groupie hair. Well, this is like, these are like extras from the movie Xanadu. Yeah. And they haven't kept themselves in very good shape. So you saw old, pe- old people doing roller derby. Well, you know, they're, what do you call old? They're like maybe f- early 50s, late 40s. Maybe some of them are, pu- some of the dudes are probably pushing, you know, late 50s. Well, I don't get it. This is co-ed roller derby guys against girls. Well, they, they go in shifts. There's the guys round and then there's the girls round, but each team has a guy and a girl squad. I thought that the sport was kind of, I don't know, resuscitated, but for hipsters now. There are a lot of hipsters in the audience. And there were like one or two sort of the rookies of the team, and you could tell that they, you know, they're into Matthew Sweet and Animal Collective. (laughs) Yeah, but would you say the vast majority of the people going were people who actually checked out roller derby back in the 70s? There were a lot of older people with their, like, small children. Oh, okay. So yeah. passing no on the roller derby uh, to the new gen- yeah, generation yeah. here. There, were no, there was no alcohol. So what are you involved. talking about, like, this pro wrestling? Like, were there chair smashing? Oh, yeah, there, yeah. There, there was chair smashing. tables? Was, you know, there were, there were man- each team had a manager who didn't actually have roller skates on. And, like, one guy probably weighed, like, 400 pounds. And, you know, they would, like, mix it up with, you know, they would come out onto the, the track, you know, and, like, beat a woman down. Um, you I know. I still don't like understand. How, like how sometimes in wrestling, like, you know, I, I forget the manager's names, but some of the bigger wrestlers had managers who would come in and, like, give the guy a sucker punch when the opportunity arose. I still don't understand how the sport works. Like, is there a, Oh, I don't either. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're just going around a... It's completely opaque to me. But it's, it's a... A circuit, wait, like they're they're going around it's a, circu- a, a oh, it's an ovular tra- track. Yeah. Okay, it's, an ovular, it's banked so they can go. It's an oval fast. track. They're yeah. okay. It's a banked oval track, and they right, just go sure. around in circles. Is there a ball involved? No, no. Some kind so of, there's like, like one guy. <laughs> there's one guy, or maybe two guys, and they're like I think called the jammers. And they try what they try and do is they try and like lap the group 
Um, and then the group, the opposing team, tries to keep them from lapping them. You know what I mean when I say lap? Like, pass. Like, go all the way around and then pass them again. And so what do they... They check them. They check them off to they the side. Like, they check them. They check each other. They, uh, you know, at one point, some guy, some guy drop kicked a guy in his giant beer gut with his roller skate on. <laughs> they, like, push each other over the side. Um, they just generally knock each other to the ground a lot. It actually sounds kind of cool. I always thought the allure of the sport was that the fact that the chicks would be wearing really short shorts. Oh, they're wearing short shorts. And uh, they're just old, busty tops. Like, and they're very busty. They have huge breasts because they're kind of old women. They probably all have had kids. But they're all like, I mean, middle aged. Most of them, like, except for maybe like one or two, like I said, rookies on you know on the team who are like coming up through the ranks, you know. So, okay, the roller uh, derby aficionados. The violence sounds cool. The tits yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. But the going around the ring multiple times yeah. over and over again just sounds kind of boring. Like how many period? How long does a a, a match last? Uh, I think they were like eight twenty minute rounds or something ridiculous. You gotta be kidding me! Well, I we left at halftime. Oh, okay. <laughs> so wait, you're you're there with P Town? Yeah. His, and, uh, his girlfriend and Skyler and, uh, and Skyler everyone and just kind of got bored. There and uh, I forget. Are uh, they big I forget, roller derby I forget fans? SV's uh, nickname, but he was there. Oh, okay, yeah, but some I mean, other people. Um, Captain Carl was there. Yes, yeah, Captain yeah. Carl. So, I mean, are those guys big roller derby fans, or is this like no, kind it, of? A... It was just it was just something to do other than go to the Hemlock. No, <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I love how I'm not invited to any. Of well, these you were here. You would have been invited. I think there was even an extra ticket. Oh, really? Yeah. You but might, then you, here's the other reason why you wouldn't be. I probably would have been bitching. You would have been bitching the whole time. Yeah, but I bitch about everything, though. I mean, right. I mean, it, gets, it gets old for people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what it is. I don't like to leave my house during the day. Had it been this at night time? This was at night. What, what time at night? It was like at 7 p.m. on Saturday. I probably would have gone to that. Yeah. We went drinking afterwards in, in the, the upper hate, which is somewhere I never venture. With enough drinking, it would taper my bitching. And then we ended up at uh, Route 101 on Van Ness. Nice. Which That's is a, a fine bar. A fine, a fine bar of drinking. Yes. Well, actually, <clears throat> while you were out gallivanting about um, checking out roller derby, uh, watching people beat each other, there's a lot happening in the news right now that you're probably blissfully unaware of. Ever since I got into roller derby, I've stopped reading the newspaper altogether. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. It's like, I think you're missing out on a lot of things. Uh, number one, uh, major election in Great Britain today. You, you don't say. Yep, major election in Great Britain. Um, I, Did you know, that I, giant hobbit-looking guy win? <laughs> or was it the little elfin dude with the big ears? I think it was the, the, the ginger guy with no teeth. What about I that think, old um, lady, thatchy pussy, or whatever her name was? Pussy Margaret thatch. Thatcher? Oh, yeah. Didn't her Did party win? win or something like that? You um, know what's funny? Uh, Gordon Brown, I saw... Uh, so Gordon Brown, I guess it was kind of a tight race between... Uh, they have a Labor Party and the Conservatives. And Isn't Gordon Brown Labor? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, he's Labor. But so anyway, I, I think Gordon Brown was trying to um, boost his image. So he went and, and uh, mixed in with the commoners. And he uh -huh. interviewed... I saw some footage. He was interviewing some Scottish woman... Who's just going off about, I don't know if I can take care of my grandchildren. Uh -huh. and everyone's going to be starving. And he's just sitting and she's just screaming at him. And then he gets into, the, into the, uh, his limousine afterwards and he didn't know his microphone was still on. Really? Did you see that? And he was just like, why would you have me interview that woman? She's so dreadful. I couldn't even stand next to her. It's so dreadful. <laughs> I think he like called a, her a bigot. A bigot. He's like, she is a bigot. <laughs> and to be fair, I think she dropped... 
the P bomb a couple times, which I know we're not supposed to say, but for purposes of illustration, oh, did she did she tacky, drop the P bomb? Which we've been told is actually way more offensive than we initially thought it was, so we don't say it anymore. I don't know. I I was quite amused by by that gaff. I think it definitely kind of hurt his image. But uh, you know, also another thing that is there's circulating. a third party is the other big thing. Yeah, and then so I think that it kind of. I started. have been reading. <laughs> they <laughs> actually had elections though. The, the liberal, first, they the had liberal a debate, Democrat, like an American a de- style a debate, debate yes, for yeah, the first normal, time. They normally just yell at each other in the parliament building. I don't see why they all don't just vote for the BNP. You think that would? <laughs> you think that'd be the party that would win every time? What's the BNP? The British National Party. Is that like the Nazis or something? Yeah, it's like it's like David Duke should oh, yeah. form the American National Party. <laughs> Liver sacks party. There's a video going around right now of uh, some BMP guy beating up two Asian dudes. Oh, great. Yeah, it, it was great. Wonderful. Um, well, one of the Asian guys went and he was like, I don't know, like, I think he was going out and polling or polling people or something and some Asian guy just walked up and spit on his face. <laughs> it was great. So did that election happen today? Yeah, that election happened today. Was Don't Sleazy point... E just like in high spirits and, and just drunk at lunch? He was actually quite peeved that his mother voted conservative. Hmm. Yeah, he was, he was quite upset about that. So She but, didn't go for this you know... new third party? Yeah, but what's the difference, though, really? They're all I don't like, know. I, I, tra- I tried to read an article, and none of it made any sense. I was like, what in the who now? We're, we're going to have to find out who won. Also in the news, obviously you heard about this, Times Square was almost, um, there was almost a terrorist attack in Times Square over the weekend uh-huh. by a net Pakistani terrorist who doesn't quite know how to make a bomb properly. He he kind of knows, which is what's funny. Dude, he duct taped like some sparklers, a couple of black cats on a propane tank in the back of an SUV. And fertilizer. Yeah, there was fertilizer, but it wasn't the type of fertilizer no, that no. was explosive. You know, he, what, he, like, he didn't use the chemical fertilizer with the oxidizer in it. He just used like manure. <laughs> it just shows how big of a moron he is. But it was funny because it was just like the, the car just started, I think the fireworks started going off and there's all this popping and some smoke right. and like, these sidewalk vendors are like, damn, look at that. A bunch and of Mexicans ran over because they thought it was an early Cinco de Mayo celebration. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it was almost a scene of a another tragedy. Could you imagine the uh, lip gloss and the bloody, tattered Ed Hardy shirts everywhere? Hmm. I mean, this is Times Square you're talking about. It's been a long time. Since I don't think they had Ed Hardy shirts the last time I was there. So I kind of get, get the joke. But. Lots of Ed Hardy at Times Square. Um, there's an oil spill going on Are right now. There's still tons of Japanese tourists with uh, cameras there. Taking pictures of everything, yeah. but they're everywhere. You're right. Uh, there's a major oil spill right now threatening the Gulf of Mexico. Miley, Miley Cyrus or- has a new video out. <laughs> but the most essential news item of the week, there's one that uh, really piqued my interest and uh, I find to be the Is most significant. Is it picked significant- or peaked? I say picked. Um, <laughs> it, picked and- it picked your interest like a scab. Yes. Okay. Picked my interest. And uh, I find this to be the most significant news topic of the week. A doctor finally revealed how Elvis Presley actually died. Let's raise our glasses to the Velvet Elvis in the studio. Raise our glasses to the king. There you go. I like how his picture is higher on the wall than Jesus's. Or the Goya... What is that? Goya. He's uh, more important to me than Jesus, though. (laughs) So, it's been uh, long believed that uh, the legendary singer Elvis Presley died from an irregular heartbeat. And everyone thought he had a cardiac arrest on the toilet. I think we proved that he actually didn't die on the toilet. He, uh, At one point, I thought he choked floor. on a sandwich, but that's Mama Cass, right? Mama Cass. That, okay. That's how it happened. I think in one of the previous podcasts, we talked about various deaths in rock and rock roll. And roll, 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 roll
his personal physician, has claimed the legendary singer died from an embarrassing case of chronic constipation. (laughs) Backed up bowels killed the king, Wackerly. I I live in mortal fear of backed up bowels. That's why I eat so much Taco Bell. You know, and... Yeah. It's my medicine. <laughs> Taco Bell's is, is is a natural laxative mm-hmm. that occurs uh, naturally out in the environment. <laughs> You'll get that and uh yeah, you're gonna be shitting for days. So Elvis died at the age of forty two, prematurely here, on August sixteenth, nineteen seventy seven. His doctor, George Nicopolis, was uh, by his side for the last twelve years of his life. He even tried to resuscitate him the day he died. And uh, he just recently released a book called The King and Dr. Nick. And I think that's why this constipation theory is coming to light right now. Hmm. He claims in his book here that it was chronic constipation that actually killed the king of rock and roll. So Elvis was found dead in his bathroom after going to the toilet. He was thought to have died from cardiac arrhythmia brought on by drug dependency, obesity, and a weak heart. Hmm. Um. As a fact, as a matter of fact, uh, he was taking like in a medicine cabinet full of opiates. Right. This Which guy was Dr. Like, Nick prescribed to him, I assume. Yeah, no, Dr. Nick gave him like Valium, Darvacet, Percocet. I mean, he had just like a, a whole pharmacy of uh, opiates that he was taking. He's kind of like Michael Jackson's doctor. Yeah, it's good to be the king. Yeah, well, when you're the king of pop, king of rock, king of whatever, you can get some really good drugs. What was Elvis the king of? He was just the rock king. Rock and roll, king of rock and roll. The king. The king. Of rock and roll. The king of rock and roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, I mean, if you think about it, he is probably the most, uh, the, the most premier music performer of all time. I, I guess you're right. And then I mean, didn't one of his daughters or, or granddaughters marry Michael Jackson? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's it? Marie, right? And then she married Nick Cage? Or is that a different Did one? she marry Nick Cage after Michael Jackson? Or maybe before. You know, my question about the Michael Jackson thing is, was that just a publicity thing, a money yes. thing? I mean, th- she wasn't having sex with Michael Jackson. No. Unless she's like 10, year old, 10 years old and has a penis. No, and she I don't think you'd be interested time. in it She now. wasn't at the time. No, she had breath. It was either a publicity <laughs> thing or she was trying to horn in on that Michael Jackson estate. Ah, that's probably what it is. Yeah. And they, they claim that they, uh, they, they both suffered from like traumatic childhoods. Yeah. But... But she was ignorant because I made that bitch sign a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Nick's theory here is that, uh, that Elvis died of chronic constipation. An autopsy revealed that Presley's colon was five to six inches in diameter. Wow. <laughs> Whereas the normal width of a colon is just two to three inches. So it's two times the size of a normal colon. Actually, D. Simon... <laughs> Because really what matters with the colon is the cross-section. It was really like four times the size. If it was twice the size, twice the diameter, the cross-section was four times. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. So, so this it's was, enormous. He had an enormous... Like a fucking elephant's trunk down there. <laughs> yeah, but listen to this. Instead of being the standard four to five feet long... Elvis's colon was up to nine feet in length. Oh, Jesus How Christ. How can that man have so much colon? <laughs> I mean, what, do, what, does impacted feces cause your colon to grow? I can understand causing it to stretch, but what about the length? I mean, I think, I'm, I think he's the king of colon. <laughs> I think he is the <laughs> king of colons. But, but, you know, no one really knew about his... Uh, his it, no one really knew until the autopsy that his constipation was so bad. Impacted uh, feces. They found stool in his colon... The king's stool. 
which had been there for four or five months. Isn't the king still the throne? <laughs> motility of the bowels. Motility. <laughs> His bowel motility was poor. They should have grabbed... Oh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> he, he was the king of rock and roll. He was not the king of bowel motility. No. No, definitely not. the surf. <laughs> you know, my question is, do you think Priscilla was aware of this condition? Like, did, did, did she have sex with him during this time? Priscilla. Oh, right. Priscilla. I His wife. About the daughter. Um, probably not. I mean... They were ma- kind of estranged, right? I mean, after that, like, initial... Um, well, you know, they were too, she was with him to, to the end, I think. Right, right. But I think they were uh, not... Uh, happily married. Once he became an obese drug addict, she kind of split. A drug addict. I'm sure he was. I think he was fooling around. That sort of thing. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm I sure mean, he so they, she married him anyway. when they were both pretty young, like in the early days. Well, I'm sure she, they had an open arrangement. I mean, look, she's married to the king. He can do whatever he wants. He's Elvis Presley. That's that's an open relationship. Can she do whatever <laughs> she wants? No, because she's married to the king. <laughs> okay. But could she you get her head chopped off? Like Henry think about VIII. this, Waggerly. So he, had, the king had impacted feces, which had been there for four or five months. Could you imagine the flatulence? No wonder Priscilla left. I don't think there is flatulence. Dude, there's got to be a fart every now and then. It like just comes out cook. and kills something. Oh, once it gets out, yeah, it's probably uh, pretty Dude, bad. a four to five month old just festering bowel but in isn't, your colon. Isn't it like a giant cork, effectively? Well, I think it was, I mean, he probably still went to the bathroom. He just couldn't get it all out. He probably just couldn't move it all out. I mean, dude, with a colon of that length... I don't know if you He's know about... He's got like an anaconda. <laughs> He's got an anaconda in there. I don't know if you know about colons, but it's a series of tubes. <laughs> okay? You can't... If, if it's not coming out, it's not coming out. Dude, it's a, it's, not even, it's a series of tubes, okay? I, well, let me, let me go on It's here. not like a big truck. You put it in one hand, and if there's something <laughs> stuck in there, it's not going to come out. What? You're like, where's my fucking email at your ass? I think he had... Bowel issues because he de- it definitely came out. Let me let me carry on here. So in 1977 in 1975, a treatment involved removing part of the colon known as the colostomy came about, and it was and uh, at the time, Doctor Nick Apollos, Doctor Nick here said he was in talks with a surgeon at the University of Memphis to perform the procedure for the king. However, Presley's ego got in the way. He mm. said a man would not have a colostomy. <laughs> or a colonoscopy. Yeah, well, technically, you're a big blob, so <laughs> good for you. Only pussies have their colons removed. You're like a walking colon. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No. No. Um, you want a Cadillac? <laughs> he uh, apparently, according to Dr. Nick, and this is why I think this disproves your theory here, Wackley, Elvis would get extremely embarrassed. He would have accidents on stage. Really? He'd have to change his clothes and come back because the way we were trying to treat his constipation. He'd poop himself on stage. I always thought it was a costume change, but in fact, as a matter of fact, he would shit himself in the uh, leather jumpsuit and have to change jumpsuits. He was flinging his cape around one time, and I get hit with a sequin, <laughs> what I thought was a sequin, but it was a nug. I just, you know, I wonder when the accidents would come on. Like, would they come on in the middle of the song? Like, love me tender. Treat me like a poo. <laughs> Treat me brown and excuse me. I'll be back. A uh, costume change. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you thought that was like a sexy moan he would do, but that was like, oh, my stomach. He's actually oh. he's actually shitting his pants when he would do that moan. Oh, I got that a cramp. Grunt. You know what though? The funny the funniest thing about it, Elvis was such an icon that even if he did shit himself on stage, and it like you know, fell into someone's lap, 
a woman probably would never cha- wash that skirt again eBay, because she's like, I, that I have kings, the king's feces all over this skirt, yeah. and I'm going to keep this for yeah. generations to come. So uh, Dr. Nick also believed that uh, Presley's prominent weight gain the years prior to his death was not a result of overeating or eating the wrong foods. Uh, he said his bloated appearance was due to severe constipation. He was filled really? with impacted feces. Yeah. It wasn't uh, banana peanut butter sandwiches that were fried and covered in well, whipped cream was, but and hot fudge sundaes, yeah. uh, kind of all wrapped up into one. Yeah, this uh, guy's now, not a very good doctor. You know, I I just I I wonder what his motivation was. Why wouldn't he come out with this back in the eighties? I mean, it's been so many years since the I was statue died. of limitations is up. <laughs> he can't be sued for like killing the king. The king's He's basically writing a colon. book about how he had a very rich patient that had unlimited funds, and he was his primary doctor, and his patient died at the age of forty-two, which is like in this day and age probably classified as early middle age. Yeah. Good job, Dr. Nick. <laughs> you write a book and now make a million dollars off of that. Exactly. And you know, I'm surprised the, uh, the, the estate of Elvis Presley isn't suing this man. Like I said, maybe it's beyond the statute of limitations to what they can do now. Yeah, but essentially he's asserting that the fact that Elvis was just full of shit. Oh, God. Is that a pun? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, on that note, people, this is episode 225 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. And a quick recap of last week's show. Um, we did uh, three stories, three good listener submissions. Um, it's kind of a lopsided uh, result here, though. Listener one, Fred, sent a story about a baseball puker at a Phillies game. Fred? Fred. Uh, listener two, uh, the serial assassin, sent a story about a sex farm, another sex farm in Seattle, apparently where the sexiest animals are in the world. Well, and Washington uh, in general. Washington, yeah, not just Seattle. Uh, listener three here sent a story about a headmaster beatdown. Well, the story that won was listener two, John the Serial Assassin. Congratulations, you won episode 224, 163 votes. Headmaster beatdown came in second with 61. I think a lot of the English folk could relate to that story. The headmaster. Headmaster beatdown ritual. I hated that one. He had it coming, he did. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, listener uh, one, Fred's story, the baseball peak round came in 24 votes. Apparently, people didn't think it was all that sick. Uh, one of the guys that voted for the Phillies puker guy here, Rick, he wrote in, I once puked on a teenage girl at a baseball game, but it was an accident. I still feel really bad about it. I tried to vomit into some empty cups of beer like a responsible drunk person. Cups but then well. again, there's no such thing as a responsible drunk person, is there? Uh, Is there Wackerly? I'm trying to think of like, well, what about Winston Churchill? Was he a responsible drunk? Well, yeah, he saved (laughs) England from the Nazis. But how much did he drink? A lot. I mean, was he (laughs) drunk every day? Yes. Haven't you seen the movie? No, no, I didn't. But can you do his voice? No. uh, (laughs) uh, I don't even know. (laughs) You, You surprised me. (laughs) <laughs> if, I can, if I had time to prepare, maybe. All right, maybe next week we'll do. You can do a Winston Churchill monologue, or sure. either that, or do the whole show. In That'll Winston be the whole Churchill's show. Voice. That'd be great. At least that's what the whole episode. Or how about be. this? The next uh, Wackly solo episode could just. I'm be just going to read Churchill. from his memoirs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, people, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackly and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Uh, audience votes, and I want to get the Sick and Wrong Care Package. People, remember, if you're going to submit an article, it has to be one week old. It has to be current. 
We've you been getting all these articles ones. recently, and people like that happened two years ago. Yes, and you'll read it and be like, "Wow, that is kick-ass art." That's two years old. What are you thinking? I do remember when the Challenger exploded. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was so Good sick one. and wrong. I give that four brown stars. <laughs> no, but seriously, people, if it's if it's one week old, send it sick and wrong podcasthotmail.com. You can submit it via Facebook through one of our pages or directly through the p- forum, which uh, is linked off of sickandwrongpodcast.com. Before we get into the stories. Uh, how about a quick word from our sponsor here, AdamandEve.com. If you go to AdamandEve.com right now for limited time only, you get 50% off anything you pick. Really? That's not it. You get 50% off any item. You also get three free adult DVDs and a free sensual gift. And they'll throw in even free shipping. Wow. So just go to AdamandEve.com, get all sorts of free shit, and then make sure you use the offer code DIDDLE. When you check out D-I-D-D-L-E at AdamandEve.com. That's the best sex toy deal I've heard since last week. Well, it's perfect for the, you know, the, Mother's the modern Day. everyday pervert. And it, yeah, Mother's Day, exactly. You know, Mother's Day is just around the corner. Yeah, you might you not know? even have time after you listen to this episode. But if you, if you forgot, get your mom a belated gift, and you get all the bonus DVDs and the sensual gift, and all that shit will make up for the fact that you're a dickhead. Well, what I would do is I would go buy this stuff from me and maybe give her one DVD and a central gift. It's like, here's some lube, Mom, and you can have, you know, Tight Pussies Volume 4. Well, that's you. You know, that's what I'd do. The Clenched Fist. That's your nickname. <laughs> so adamandeve.com, just type in the word diddle. So as I said before, Wackley, I'm not sure. I think you started last week. So let me kick Probably. off episode 225 with the first listener submission here. So this one came in through uh, Stefan. Actually, we, we probably received this story probably 30 times. Is it Stefan, Stefan, or Steven? Let's say Stefan. It's S-T-E-F-A-N. Stefan. Yeah, sure. I like that. He writes, hey, Dean Lance, when I saw this news story, the first thing I thought was it has to go to sick and wrong. I hope I never have friends like this. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Stefan. Mm-hmm. Well, good, Stefan. Uh, you know, it's... It, it, it pleases me to know that you think about us when uh, when you read an article with a headline like "Anal Eel Insertion Kills Man." <laughs> it's nice that uh, it's for it's like you know what this reminds me of Dean Lance. Anal eel, yeah. yes, <laughs> eels up inside you. Um, a man has died after an eel that was inserted into his rectum gnawed away at his bowels, causing agonizing injuries, which were eventually fatal. Wow. So it wasn't an electric eel. He wasn't electrocuted. No, this is a hungry eel. Now, is an eel a snake or a fish? I think an eel's a fish. Okay. I don't, I don't even think they're amphibious. I think they're just straight up fish. He just breathes water. Breathes water, swims around. Okay. You know, burrows in the ocean floor. Or a butthole. Or a butthole in this case. What about a lamprey? <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know what? I bet you the king could have used an, an, an eel to gnaw away yeah, some of yeah, those bowels. you're right. He might have been living the day if he had a nice eel. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Just a From public... the front or the back? <laughs> <laughs> a quick uh, public service announcement. Uh, bestiality, bestiality fans out there, take note. Stay away from eels. I don't think they're a good idea to stick up your rectum. Not the head end. No, definitely not the head end. 
So the 59-year-old man, who is a chef, was taken to a Sichuan, China hospital. This happened in Sichuan, China. Uh-huh. He was taken to a hospital complaining of abdominal pain, dehydration, and a great deal of anal bleeding. Wow. Yeah. That's just, and that's just not good. To go in and be like, I am bleeding buckets out of my asshole right now. Breeding buckets. <laughs> I am breeding buckets out of my asshole right now. <laughs> breeding buckets. Anyway, so it sounds like a name of a good album there, yeah. Breeding Buckets. Doctors were mystified as to the cause of the anal bleeding. Mm-hmm. And they obtained permission from his family to undertake an exploratory laparotomy, which I'm not even quite sure what that is. I think they feed you um, a special like herb that goes in the, in the swamp, and then they you know kill a chicken, and uh, you eat its toenails. And is this a, like a commonplace Chinese medical procedure? I don't know. Haven't you ever walked by those um, quote-unquote pharmacies in Chinatown, and, and you just look in there, and you have no idea what's going on? And, and you, or you see, like... Smell it and you have no idea what's going on. You see like weird plants and roots and fungi that yes. you've never seen before. And also like animal parts. Yeah. That you're like, I don't even know what they're doing with that. Ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> <laughs> so cutting open his innards, they discovered a 50 centimeter long Asian swamp eel lodged in his rectum. <sighs> so Eels. much for that cure. Yep. <laughs> Check that one off the list. <laughs> Though Does dead. Does more harm than good. Though dead, the eel had apparently wrought havoc on his innards. It bit its way through his intestines prior to dying. Internal bleeding and sepsis oh, rapidly set in. Sepsis, I hate it. <clears throat> I guess he was reported to have eaten a lot of eel the previous day. But otherwise, doctors had no idea how the creature had gotten in there. And his condition quickly worsened. He lingered for about 10 days in intensive care but eventually succumbed to his injuries. What's a lot of eel? <laughs> what, what, isn't that what the, they make the eel sushi, right? Yeah, unagi. That's pretty good. I've I think that. unagi's good. But the, the thing is, though, I mean, this was obviously a whole eel. Is he just, you know, it, it, it leads me to believe that he's just swallowing, like doing like shots of eel. Like yeah. an oyster. Whereas unagi is like sections of eel. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried, worried about that unagi, you know, eating up my bowels. But I don't know. Maybe you eat if you eat enough of it, it will reassemble like Voltron within your stomach, <laughs> or like an earthworm. Does that do that too? Well, earthworms, you know, you can cut an earthworm in half and it regenerates. It turns into two. Yeah, it doesn't reform. But I'm saying, it's maybe like you cut up chunks of eel and they right. reform. Maybe it's a worm. Maybe you it's know, not a fish or a snake. <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to have biologists just sending us all these emails clarifying. This. Yes, biology mm-hmm. talk. Yeah. Um, the likely cause was eventually established. It wasn't uh, because he had consumed a lot of eel. Um, it wasn't because he was skinny dipping in a Chinese swamp. <laughs> this is uh, starting to sound like a Dr. Seuss novel. <laughs> 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 he didn't eat it in a house or with a mouse. Uh, what actually happened is, um, is the 59-year-old man here had apparently been drinking with his friends. Yeah. Passed out. Yeah. His friends decided to um, play a practical joke on their passed out buddy. Eh? <laughs> and they thought it was amusing to insert a live eel into his anus while oh. their friend was comatose. <laughs> Wacky. Little did they know that the uh, live eel would gnaw on his innards and uh, he'd eventually die from that. Who would have guessed? Who had to do the eel insertion? I'd have been like, not it. Uh, Wang Ho? <laughs> What's kind of funny, it's like, you know, 
Chang Ho. <laughs> in the States, you know, we, we'll do stuff like we'll, you know, our friend passes out. And, you know, especially, I, I know a lot of guys have, especially if you hang out with a lot of frat boys, you know, they'll take, uh, someone will bust out their camera and they'll put their dicks like right on your head or something or teabag you while you're yeah, passed out. Right. Or, um, you know, put like a. Draw on you with a Ur- marker. Yeah, urine on you, or you know, they'll, they'll they'll do stuff. They'll fuck with you. Shit in your mouth. Shit in your <laughs> mouth. Wipe it all over your face. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll do stuff like that. But what type of person would stick a live eel up your rectum? Is that a rhetorical question? I I, don't, I have no answer. I don't know. It it reminds me of that old a Chinese person. <laughs> well, it reminds me of that old schoolyard limerick: "Me Chinese, me play joke." Uh huh. Me put eel up your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, isn't that how it goes? It was a little bit different in my school. But I like yours better. <laughs> so on the second wrong star scale, Jesus, dude, um, I'm definitely not going to be getting drunk with any Chinese people. Never again. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they don't have Sharpies in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, well, you could just you could drink with a Chinese person if you gave them a Sharpie and just say, if I get really drunk, draw an eel on my face. Or a big black cock. Or it'll probably look the same, so don't worry about it. I know. I mean... It, Just give it, them an alternative. Yeah, I would be like, dude, teabag, balance fortune cookies on my head, whatever. Yeah. Just don't stick a live eel up my ass. Right. I don't know. Jesus. Um, so on the Sicker Rock star scale, I'm going to have to give that five stars. I'm giving it... It ate through his bowels. Uh, yeah, I was going to... Yeah, you're right, five. Guy lived ten days yeah. with an eel in his ass. Well, through his ass. It's like it's not even in his colon anymore, right? It's like chewing through the outside of the colon at yeah. one point. Uh. It's like a bookworm. I wonder if when you they know, they just it- bore through the whole book. They basically just did that with his body. Do you think when they pull it out, they made unagi? I want to know if it made a funny sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a squelching sound. Yes, it's a special unagi. Like a boot it's a delicacy. Mud. I don't know. Poop-flavored unagi. Poonagi. <laughs> what you got for episode 225? Hey, fellas. If this don't make it on the show, then I'm going to fuck off and listen to the Bible podcraft. Signed, Malcolm. Ooh, now there's an intimidating threat. A gang of Turkish schoolboys raped a toddler and a three-year-old, killing one of them. It's a mystery as to which one it was. (laughs) Actually, I'll get into it. It's suspenseful. Uh, In an orgy of violence, which has shocked the poultry-based nation. Damn, Wackerly. You just came out with a a haymaker over here. That's a pretty gnarly story you got going on. The eight boys, aged between 11 and 14... I don't know what that represents in the Muslim community. When do you become a? When do you have your equivalent of a bar mitzvah? When you're when you're a Muslim? I don't know what the Muslim equivalent of a bar mitzvah. I think you go out and kill a sheep and then uh, mutilate a woman's genitals. I'm not I'm not quite sure what it is, but I think they do that around the, the same older, age. Of the older men stop molesting you. Is that the point that happens? Well, you dance for them, and I think when you stop dancing and then you go out and kill the sheep and then mutilate the girl's genitals, yes. that's when uh, you're a man. So I, I think it's that, around the age of 13 I or 14. I saw that dancing thing on Frontline, too. <laughs> <laughs> the dancing boys of Turkey. Or whatever it was. Were you just were you green with envy, Wackerly? Yeah, totally. <laughs> 
The eight boys, they were 11 to 14, uh, they took turns sexually abusing the two-year-old boy before leaving him for dead on a riverbank. You went to Turkey, right? Is this the kind of thing you got up to over there? Was it on the guided tour? You know, I just ate some seafood, drank some Turkish coffee, smoked out of a hookah a couple times. There was no really raping of any toddlers. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. You Maybe this is. Off. But I was in Istanbul. Maybe this is rural Turkey. This is in a town called Pervari. <laughs> Pervari. Uh, very fitting. Yeah. And yeah. in this town, the search party started looking for the missing boy. And um, while they were doing that, his three-year-old cousin was handed over to the gang to be raped. She was found drowned in the river. The boy was found, well, not fine, but not drowned. I, f- I find it interesting that this gang of uh, ne'er-do-wells here don't even have an, a, a preference for male or female. They just want to do some raping. Yeah. It's like, give me a male toddler, give me a female toddler. I just need to stick my dick in a toddler. I think the smoking of the hookah is a gateway to this sort of behavior. You think it starts with that? It yeah. starts with smoking a hookah? That's what I think. You know, and then straight to uh, raping yeah. toddlers? Yeah. What are they going to do if they can't smoke hookahs, though? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> What goes on over there? I don't know either. Apparently some toddler raping. Yeah. Um, actually, this... this it, Incident took place a year ago, but it only came to light this week following an investigation into sex abuse at another state boarding school less than an hour away in Siirt, S-I-I-R-T. I have no idea how to pronounce that. The children were handed over to the boys by a 14-year-old classmate who was being blackmailed by them. Um, they had this is a this is a girl. They had stripped her naked during a school trip. To the hookah factory, I guess. It doesn't say, but where else would you go? Um, And taking compromising photographs. She was afraid for her good name, and she agreed to to their demands for a younger child to be brought to them at a rendezvous rendezvous that weekend. So I don't know if she's related to these kids or what. You know, this is a classic example of why they need to have pornography in these Muslim countries. I know. You know, seriously, if you if they had like back when I was a kid, when I was their age, I had my grandfather's tattered, ragged Playboy right. that I would peruse and uh, violate myself on a regular basis to. You know, I mean, it was just it you conditioned know, that's what I would you do. to be to lust after Christy Canyon's style. You know, big fake titted. Like crazy hairsprayed hair, but it also was an outlet for my sexual energy. Whereas these kids. You know, they're not allowed to look at porn. No. You know, so they're not even allowed to, they don't even have women wearing, like, you know, revealing outfits. They have nothing to jerk off to. They don't even have a Victoria's Secret catalog. No. Did so they wear burkas in Turkey, or did you see girls with long hair? That's they're Muslims. You know, they, they, they all have that ninja blanket outfit thing going on. <laughs> but what I'm saying, it's like they, they can't even go out to, like, if they go out to the beach, girls are wearing burkas. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't even have that sexual release. for anybody. So what happens... It uh, eventually, like an Icelandic volcano, it explodes. Yeah. In a raping of a toddler. Um, the authorities have taken the 14-year-old girl who's being blackmailed and the two ringleaders. They were all jailed. Ringleader. <laughs> That's such Ring a funny term. Like, what, like the circus guy? Like yeah, I know. I'm, big top hairy guy? I'm picturing a big black top hat. Yeah, and a cane. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we will be raping two children today and drowning them in the river. Can I get a round of applause <laughs> for the raping? You will not believe your eyes. <laughs> 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 
the other six boys were sent to a rehab center, which is the English spelling of center. I gathered that. You know, what, yeah, that's what kind it. of what, what is a a you know I've seen that movie. Was it Midnight Express? Was that what that movie was? That Oliver Stone movie? Oh, the Turkish prison. The Turkish prison. Yeah, what, what do you I think? Like I like when the girls puts her boob up to the glass at the end. That was hot. What, what do you think a Turkish rehab center is all about? It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know I I don't um I wouldn't want to be uh, the, the ringleaders of this uh, toddler raping operation right now. Yeah. The rehab center supplies the jail with young boys to be raped. <laughs> so they'll be rehabilitated. All right. I, I do. I, but I, I am like stunned here that uh, a group, it, it always fascinates me when a group, acti- when it's like a mob of people go and rape a two-year-old. Like you'd mm. think there'd be one rational individual in this group that'd be like, dude's, that's like a two-year-old kid. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Let's go, like, maybe, I don't know, go smoke a hookah and uh, drink some Turkish coffee or play a game of backgammon or whatever we do in this country other than rape toddlers. Yeah. Because it's... But it it, it, it just boggles my mind that, that the whole group is like, yeah, dude, let's do this. Well, and don't forget the... High four- five. Don't forget the 14-year-old Sexy girl. explosion. She was forced, to, you know, to be, have compromising photographs taken of her. And instead of, you know, going to the authorities and saying, those boys, you know, they took pictures of me, she supplied two toddlers <laughs> to be raped to them. And now she's in jail. And it's like, if you have your, you know, your name sullied and you're a woman in the Muslim community, it's like, what's the alternative? She's going to be buried, buried alive. She's going to be stoned. And yeah. not stoned in a good way. No. She's going to be stoned with Worst like, possible stones. way. Yeah. Actual stones. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale. I'm giving that another five stars. Five brown stars. Because not only one toddler was raped, two toddlers were raped, and a girl gave the toddlers to the rapists. Five Turkish stars. Five Turkish stars goes to that story. It's rather wretched. about you, Turkey? You know, actually, Wackley, as a matter of fact, all of the stories here for episode 225 are um, quite disturbing. That makes it easy. Yeah, it makes it easy. But, um... It's interesting because we always have those detractors that vote and say, all oh, the stories suck this week. I like the stories you guys did in episode one and every other episode has sucked. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? I, I just hope those people, I know there's probably going to still be a detractor, a detractor out there that's going to be like, you know, these stories all sucked. But I think for the most part, all the stories that were sent in for episode 225 are quite on par for the Sick and Wrong podcast. So the third story um, was another one that was quite popular amongst the listeners. We probably had like 25 people send this one in. I picked the first person um, because we're, we're running an egalitarian podcast here. The first hot chick, you mean? Yeah. Her name's <laughs> Anal Muffin. I think her real name's like Jenny or something. Uh, she writes, this article is gross. I hope someday I can smoke enough pot to forget it. Anal Muffin. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. You know, I don't know if that really works. Um, well, that's what the guy in Breaking Bad tries to do, right? Smoke a ton of weed just to forget about his, his problems. Well, after, like, he, his girlfriend ODs. <laughs> I think you can drink away your problems. I don't think you can smoke away your problems. I definitely can't. It makes me more paranoid. It makes me it amplify my small problems. Perhaps what you need to do is what the, um, the uh, guy, the main character here in this story did. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you should fuck your grandmother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Gets that's going to be a paranoia. bigger problem 
<laughs> so uh, the headline here is, I'm in love with my grandson, and we're having a baby. Ew. Pearl Carter Pearl. is positively glowing with joy. Mm. She has a handsome new boyfriend. She's enjoying an active sex life after many years of celibacy. And amazingly, she's preparing to become a mother again. But the retired 72-year-old grandmother isn't carrying the baby herself. She and her younger lover have spent a staggering $54,000 hiring a surrogate mother to help them with the dreams of having a child. So you listen to that part of the story here, <laughs> and everything sounds fine. Everything sounds peachy. Sounds almost, good. Almost uplifting. Yes. Like this could be like a segment on the Oprah channel. Yeah. Here's a twist. Grumpy old man. Here's the twist. What's even more shocking is that her new boyfriend, her loving new boyfriend, is her biological grandson, 26-year-old Phil Bailey. Ugh. Dude, think how gross this is. The kid's 26. He's fucking a 72-year-old woman that he's related to. More than related to. I mean, like, direct line descendant. Is that worse than fucking your mother? <laughs> I'm, I wonder if his mom is jealous. <laughs> Makes her feel bad. Yo, What's well, wrong with me, son? On the incest scale, you didn't slip out of your grandmother's vagina. You slipped out of your mother's vagina. So is it worse for you to stick your penis yeah, it's like a Chinese, into your mother's vagina? It's like a Chinese nesting doll. Your mom came out of that <laughs> vagina. So effect, is it his maternal grandmother? It's his maternal grandmother. Yeah, so he effectively came out of the vagina. If you reversed time... Twice removed, though. If I you mean, reversed he's... time, he would go into his mother's vagina, and then, The you mother, know, inside of his he mother, would split he would go back into... into a, an egg and a sperm, and the sperm would go back to his dad's penis, and then, and then his mom's body with the egg in it would go up into his grandma's vagina. All right, Arthur C. Clarke. I don't know if I agree with your uh, line of reasoning here. This is the birds and the bees in reverse time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my question is, what is, what is more sick and wrong? To have sex with your mother or to have sex with your grandmother? Grandmother. Just because of her age? Yes. All right. I guess I got it. Because your mom this. could just be considered a cougar if she wasn't your mom. But well, you know, you, you he, he's committing incest and fucking a snapping turtle. You don't believe in the legend of the gilf? No. <laughs> well, I do, actually, because Helen Mirren. Yeah, but you know what, And though? Lynn Redgrave, who just died, wasn't too shabby herself. Yeah, but you know what, though? I don't know if you've seen a picture here of Pearl Carter, but she's definitely no Helen Mirren. She's I know, I have no seen the picture. Lynn Redgrave, and she's definitely not even an Angela Lansbury. She kind of <laughs> looks like a white grimace. Yeah. <laughs> she has a figure of grimace. And the uh, face of an angel. <laughs> not really. <laughs> So Phil here is the son of Pearl's daughter, Lynn, Lynette Bailey, actually, Lynette Bailey. And the pair is braving public horror and even prison by breaking one of the last taboos. Prison? Incest. Who's throwing them in prison for this? The incest police. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a division of the CIA. Yeah. You don't want to cross them. Or just a, don't gross out America, please. <laughs> I'm not interested in anyone else's opinion, says Pearl. I'm in love with Phil, and he's in love with me. Soon I'll be holding my son or daughter in my arms, and Phil will be the proud dad. The what proud is this, dad what is of their an, problem on both of their ends? The proud dad of an inbred, web-footed aberration of nature. I think that's a myth. I, dude, have you seen this lady? Yeah, but you need massive... I mean, it's not going to be a, a good-looking child, and it might have, you know... Mental dis- dysfunctions, but learning it's not disabilities. Like, it's not going to have six toes. You're going to give like a lot birth of a rain man. You need a lot of inbreeding for that, like generations, over generations, generations yeah. of inbreeding. 
Uh, Phil like says, Amish. Phil says the grandson here. I love Pearl with all my heart. I've always been attracted to older women. It's an understatement. And I think Pearl is gorgeous. Now I'm going to be a dad and I can't wait. Hmm. He's definitely enthusiastic about this. <laughs> so let me, let me, a little bit of background here, a little bit of history. In 1983, Pearl's daughter, Lynette, um, well, what actually ended up happening? So Pearl was 18 when she fell pregnant with her daughter, Lynette. Uh, she was living with her Catholic parents in Indiana. Uh, they insisted that she give up the baby for adoption. <laughs> insisted. They insisted. You they said, said um, insisted. Oh. <laughs> Freudian slip. Freudian slip there. They insisted that she give the baby away. So as not to bring the family um, any uh, negative, uh, to not give the family a negative reputation here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in 1983. <laughs> this is before abortion, I guess. Right? Yeah. In 1983, Pearl's daughter, Lynette, who had grown up completely uh, estranged from her mother, mm-hmm. had a baby loop. of her own. Uh, she named this baby Phil. She raised the baby as a single mother. Uh, children having children. <laughs> <laughs> Phil says that uh, his mother told, um, told him that, uh, that she was adopted. And at the same time, she also said that um, she'd been diagnosed with brain cancer. Uh, Phil nursed her for six months before she died. And it was at that point he decided to track down his maternal grandmother. Hmm. It took him three years to find Pearl. Okay. Uh, when he finally called her, the pair admits that they're both rather nervous. Pearl told Phil about being forced to give up his mother for adoption. Phil mm-hmm. told Pearl about uh, his mother dying of cancer. They cried. They talked for three hours. And what else takes the uh, nervous tension away? Sex. 69. But this was before the 69, hot 69 action. Um, There's no in and out going on just yet. Oh, sorry. I get excited and jumped ahead of myself. He emailed his grandmother a photo. She thought, what a handsome and sexy man he was. Before, she pinched herself and said, that's my grandson. Confused, she talked to a friend who told her about an article that she read on genetic sexual attraction, Mm -hmm. GSA. That's a thing? It's a thing. (laughs) This occurs when close relatives meet as adults and are attracted to each other. Uh, Whatever. If Pearl says so, I believe her. Yeah, but do you know what, though? She should know. (laughs) Is GSA a justification for fucking your grandmother? I mean, I would think you would read about something like that, and that would that would force that would convince you to not that your the feelings that you're having are not uh, actual love feelings. There, it's a weird aberration. Well, I think she should re- reevaluate her friendship with this person who's just like, dude, to- totally normal. Go fuck your grandson. I've read about GSA, genetic sexual attraction. It's cool. If it feels good, do it. <laughs> Is he hot? Yeah, hell yeah, do it. Do you think he's down for threesome? <laughs> Phil admits that he had been um, um, he had the same feelings towards Pearl. Uh huh. Does he, he admit that he's a virgin? <laughs> he's never even seen a vagina. Dude, he's attracted older ladies. Uh huh. Really older, much older lady. Like way, like I'm talking fifty years older ladies. Wow. Uh, he said when he first met her, he wanted to kiss her there and then. His feelings were overwhelming. The pair spent the first week together shopping, bowling, eating out. During like the a, second uh, week. Eating dinner at like 4 p.m., you mean? <laughs> Watching Matlock. Yeah. Going to bed at 6.30. <laughs> Getting up at 5 a.m. <laughs> During the second week, giggling on wine after a night out, Pearl decided she wasn't going to deny her feelings anymore. And at this point, I think we should cue the air supply song, light a couple of candles. She called Phil into her bedroom, sat him on the bed, leaned over, kissed him. She expected rejection, but instead, 
He kissed her back <laughs> with tongue. <laughs> Get to the part where she I releases the up. twins. <laughs> Pearl then explained to Phil what she discovered about GSA. Phil's like, I'm thrilled and excited. I could be with Pearl and it was okay. Because she never raised me or been in my life. Wait, are you skipping the rest of the sex scene? They don't really go into detail what about in the it fuck? Here. Just use your imagination, Wackerly. I don't like to use my imagination. I have the internet now. Put it this way. He basically uh, opened up that crusty, cobweb-filled vagina. Rolled out those extending, <laughs> hanging, dry labia. Describe the smell. <laughs> uh, I think it probably smelled a lot like... Um, <laughs> what? Don't mind the sound. I, I, I'm thinking it's sour milk. It's just the That's what I'm thinking. Sour milk. <laughs> All right, enough. I'm done I do, with I it. I do like your sexy description <laughs> voice, by the way. It's very erotic. I'm stopping the air supply right now. Air supply's off. <sighs> okay. Right. We should call kink.com. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Try they have. Try this to them. Do they have grandmother, uh, grandson porn? No, I'm just talking about you reading grandmother, oh, grandson, grandmother porn, grandson porn. And you might be good. Over an air supply bed. That's nice. I don't know. Um, I'll be your manager. I only take 40%. I'm thinking every woman in the world. I think that works. You know that song? Every woman in the world. And he that fucked song. his grandmother. That works. It almost does. So that night, grandmother and grandson became lovers. Uh, living with Phil as my life partner has been amazing, says Pearl. She, he cooks, cleans, and we make love three times a week. Hmm, God, bad. that makes me want to gag. Uh, we can't keep our hands off of each other. Apparently, uh, 12 months later, uh, Phil made the shocking admission that he wanted a child. Pearl told him that she was desperate for a baby as well, so they went out and found a surrogate who was a little shocked to see the couple. I blame the surrogate for this whole fiasco. Like, she should have been like, what in the fuck? Get out of here. There's no way I'm giving you a child, you sick and twisted freaks. Yeah. Uh, she's, but the surrogate actually, on the contrary, had a different opinion altogether. She says, they're a brilliant pair, and I saw how much they loved each other. I know the baby will be loved, too. Is everybody in this town out of their fucking mind? I mean, between the friend with the GSA advice and this surrogate <laughs> who doesn't run screaming. The grandson fucking his grandmother. I the grandmother fucking the grandson. I assume there's a pediatrician involved with this process. <laughs> or is this total turkey baster time? You know what? This just makes me. It's got to be. It can't be. You can't turkey baster the egg out of the granny. So there's got to be a doctor involved. You know what though? This just makes this whole article just makes me never want to go to Indiana. I'm not even gonna drive through Indiana. Did you want to go anyway? But no, you know how sometimes like you you go to Chicago to Michigan, you yeah. drive through. I'm not even driving. I'm gonna go all the way like down through Ohio. Or you could take a boat. Maybe a boat, like, across the lake. I just don't want to go in that state. Because apparently in Indiana, they see nothing wrong with having sex with your Nobody has any business being in Indiana anymore. No. I I just don't get this. So, actually, on the sick and wrong star scale... Five. I'm giving this a five star. He puts his penis in her, right? I mean, they're having an in in vitro baby, but he, like, he taps that ass. Three times a week. They can't keep their hands off each other. It's not just blowjobs. It's a lot of air supply. <laughs> oh. It's probably some rimming involved. It's a lot of Ben Gay. Well, it's definitely disgusting. <laughs> it's definitely disgusting. I'm going to give it five stars, too. You know, we invite the listening audience to decide who won episode 225. It's going to be a difficult decision because there's three uh, very formidable stories. I think they yeah. all kind of uh, leveled up um, quite evenly. I think the banging granny one's going to win, though. I have to, I have to say. 
I don't know. Incest is best. Put Granny to the test. Okay. People go vote. Sickerongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 225. We got a few phone calls to Sickerong Hotline, a couple emails here to Sickerongpodcast at hotmail.com. Before we get to that, here's a quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. Well, all right, wackily, we got a number of phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, yeah, let's, uh, I know the, the theme of the phone calls here for this week There's is, a theme? uh, truckers. Okay. You can learn a little bit about trucking people, so listen up. How about, uh, call number one from our favorite trucker? Sick and roll! Trucker ball. Hey, uh, I was listening to that 219 and 220, and it sounds like you guys, uh, got, uh, a little pumped there on the uh, uh, retard midget story. True. Um, we, he's referring to that story, the urban. The, everyone proved it was an urban myth. The troll. Yeah, it was like they had the retard grab grab what he thought was a troll, but turned out to be a midget. Hit him in the closet. It's urban right. myth. I actually heard it a different way, and, and this is actually true. Uh, it, it all happened at a truck stop. <laughs> And it was a midget lot lizard, and the truck driver, he's retarded, and he thought it was cool. He put, he put the retarded, or the, the midget uh, lot lizard in one of his cabinets in his truck. And when the DOT pulled him over, they opened it up, and he just looked at him like, Lick my <laughs> Wow, I kind of actually believe Trucker Paul's version of that story. He said it's true. Yeah, he said it's true. It makes I don't know. It just it seems a little bit more credible than the uh, the other stories that we heard. I like how they give retarded people uh, CDL license, <laughs> commercial drive driver's trucks? license to drive trucks down our fine highways, <laughs> loads of hurtling tons of death. Yeah, I know. Seven. What was it like? How, how much does a truck weigh? Like five tons. Well, it depends what it's full. What it's, in the what back, it's loaded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, more than that, probably twenty. Yeah, five tons of speeding death, driven by a retard. With a troll in his cabinet. <laughs> That's a horrific thought. Well, what's uh, call number two? Hey, guys. Paramedic 84 from Chicago. Uh, just uh, listened to the latest episode, and um, I'm astounded by your lack of knowledge on gerbiling. Uh, as you guys... It's funny that he's astounded by that, because uh, we have a lack of knowledge amongst among many things, you know. <laughs> it's not only just gerbling, which I'm actually kind of good to be ignorant about gerbling. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a compliment. Yeah, there's things I don't want to know about. Yeah, I'd rather just not be like, okay, I, want to, I have a question about gerbling. Who can I go to? Uh, D. Simon. D. Simon knows a lot about gerbling. I don't, the problem I don't want, is, I don't I want to be that guy. After this call, you are going to be that guy. I can live with that. I can live <laughs> it's with- all right to know stuff. You don't want people to know that you know stuff. I don't want to be the, the go to of knowledge, the go-to guy about gerbling. My <laughs> brother does that for me. <laughs> you guys know I'm a paramedic. Uh, 
Kentucky. I think you're familiar with Chicago. I work near Boys Town, okay? So there's a lot of sick shit I deal with. So Boys Town, for all those people that have been to Chicago or live in Chicago, um, or all those people that don't actually live in Chicago, uh, Boys Town's kind of like the Castro. It's like the gay neighborhood Was it called Chicago. Boys Town before it was the gay neighborhood? No, I think it's just, all the gays kind of just started living in the Halstead Street and they area. And changed the name, like, the, like now it's Gay City or something? No, it's just, I mean, it's a colloquial term. Like, people oh. just kind of refer... It's not called that on the map? I don't, yeah, I don't think the mayor's like, well, I'm going to go to Boys Town, but everyone right. just kind of calls it Boys Town. But, right. you know, it's funny, because the, the, when I lived there, I lived on Cornelio Street, which is pretty much right in the heart of Boys Town. Don Cornelio Street? It's good. It, no, it wasn't John Cornelius Street. But uh, but anyway, at the very end of Cornelius Street was the bar that my brother worked at, and it was called the Manhole. Oh yes, yeah. so I've that driven bar? by it. Yeah, yeah, it was never great. went in myself. <laughs> Maybe I did actually during the day. I don't know if you went in though. I don't think it was open during the day. No, because if you went in, you probably would never walk the same again. I remember the cell block when he worked there. Cell block that was one open. I would that not open step, set foot. I wouldn't even rest my eyes on it. Surprisingly, cell block was a little bit more tamer. Oh, really? Than a manhole. I thought yeah. you told me they were worse. I could be confusing them. Oh. Anyway, and uh, I have had a few patients with gerbils in their asses. Now, let told me you, Wackley. Explain, explain it. Why? Okay. Apparently, what they do, they put it in their ass, the gerbil or mouse asphyxiates, and then the body goes into spasms, convulsions, whatever, and I guess it is the spasms that um, is what gets the person off. I guess they like that feeling. Now, your question about why do they cut off the tails? Um, or why, yeah, why cut off the tails? Why use the string? Uh, because basically how your ass works anything you put in- I don't know how my ass works really. <laughs> I just grunt and poo comes out yeah I never really thought about how my ass works out yeah I always thought it was just pretty much self-explanatory it's just like <laughs> I'm gonna start calling it the ass works <laughs> well the inner workings uh, of my yeah. ass <laughs> go down to the old ass works and Make some brown ingots. I've been reading the ass works, volumes <laughs> 1 through 36 of my colon, <laughs> and it's not that great right now. You so like um, your dad when you become constipated. <laughs> I think that's what the king sounded like. He right. probably needed to be a little more familiar with the workings of his ass. Yes. His local ass-working union. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm from... Ass workers local 237 and we're on strike till you stop eating these damn peanut butter and banana sandwiches. I work down here in Brown Town and I'm just saying it's not pretty. Just stop eating those peanut butter banana sandwiches, mate. It puts a good loaf of bread on the table, but I can't say I'm going to live very long at this type of work. Alright. So what have we learned so far? We wondered why the ger- why you would shove a gerbil up your ass. And I well, guess it's because of the death convulsion. The convulsions of the gerbil is what gives the pleasurable right. response. And then I was wondering about, well, if they have tails, why not just use the tails to yank it out, you know? Because they cut the tails off. And you're wondering but they, why. I was wondering why do they cut the tails off. So Apparently it has something this. to do with how your ass works. Yes. You put in there far enough, it kind of creates a vacuum in there and it gets sucked up. Anything that goes far enough in your ass is eventually going to get sucked up. So by putting the gerbil or mouse, any any reasonable amount inside of them, 
it would get sucked up, and uh, if they were just trying to pull the tail, the, um, they wouldn't be able to pull it out. I mean, the tail would probably get sucked in with it, so they tie the extra long string. The people that I've had that have uh, been in my ambulance or come into the emergency room, these strings fell off, and that's why they came to see me. But, uh, but yeah. This is why the gays need to be in the Boy Scouts. They can learn to tie a knot properly. <laughs> tie a knot properly, Now, if they yeah. can just focus on tying knots and not molesting the, the scouts... Yeah, then they can avoid these uh, unexpected trips to the emergency room. They can't keep their hands off them. Though. Yeah. I hope this wasn't lightning. So, um, yeah, don't uh, don't get anything stuck in your ass. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Sick and Wrong presents Gerblink 101. Gerbil Talk. <laughs> Gerbil Talk on Sick and Wrong. <laughs> I, I like the... Uh, the the ass professional. He's like the uh, you know the, the source of all ass knowledge going on right there. Probably all orifices. He's pretty good on. Well, I imagine gerbils probably isn't the only thing he's had to extract mm. out of a, or drive someone to a place where to have something right. extracted. We've got a lot of people who have, have a lot of knowledge about things, things that in have been shoved in the ass. But there you go, Wackerly. Uh, you claim that uh, the gerbling, the whole thing of gerbling was an urban myth. You didn't believe it. You didn't understand now why I people would better. do it. Fine. Well, now you uh, stand corrected right there. Paramedic uh, called you up and uh, explained it to you. I still don't understand why, how a gerbil's death convulsion could feel better than I don't want to sound gay or anything, but a giant vibrating black <laughs> Plastic. There's, all right, there's no way you can't sound gay when you're saying giant vibrating black cock. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm trying to say, <laughs> why can't Adam and Eve design a gerbil-shaped vibrator that works better than a gerbil? And doesn't now kill you're on something. And doesn't kill an animal. I'm surprised they don't and have gerbil. And you know, has, a, has a very uh, user-friendly extraction handle that's not going to break. Why don't yeah? Why doesn't Adam and Eve do a gerbil-shaped vibrator? I don't get it. I don't know. It's a marketing opportunity. I think it's a brilliant idea. Well, thank you, uh, paramedic, for uh, shedding some light on that contentious issue here. We've uh, been just, we've been uh, arguing about this for about two weeks now. So, yeah. um, which is a long time for us to stay focused on. Yeah, something. Yeah, it, it's good to know that uh, gerbiling, that people do gerbil out there and shove Vaseline-covered. Um, mice with no tails up their assholes. It's good to know. So thank you for clearing that up. What's the third call here for episode 225? This is the, the second trucker call, right? Yes, we'll end the grand finale of the night uh, for reasons which will become apparent. Right. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Uh, this is Ever out of San Antonio. I'm a truck driver. I'm going, uh, going eastbound on high Interstate 20. Smoking some weed. Don't give a fuck. Uh, I carry my Wizenator with me just in case I ever get called in for a random. Did you hear that? Wait, did he just say I carry my Wizenator in? He carries his Wizenator with him, which is something we talked about on a very early podcast. You know, do they randomly, they must randomly drug test their truck drivers. Yeah. Wow. I also heard that the inventor of the Wizenator was just hauled into court and he might go to jail. For creating the Wizenator? Well, it's kind of a big legal question. Like, can you make a fake penis that dispenses fake pee? I mean, yeah, there's, okay. no, there's no specific law against it, right? Well, you know, in reference to last week's show, if you can make a video where you crush an animal's skull, I think uh, you can make a device where you can pretend to urinate. But what if the device is 
to deliberately used to, used break the to um, deceive the authorities. It's a gray area. It is a gray area. It yeah. is a gray area. Which is uh, quite often. But anyways, uh, just calling in, man. Uh, I got a confession to make, and I feel that uh, this podcast is the only venue where I could digress and uh, be... It's nice to know that uh, instead of going to a like a Catholic priest or going to confession like formally, he's confessing to us here. Yeah. On a sick and wrong, and it's it's good to know because uh, Wackley and I um, don't really have any formal training in hearing confession. We're not psychologists or psychiatrists by any means or any stretch of the imagination. Yet we can offer you helpful advice on uh, your dilemma. <laughs> Is that what you think happens in the confession? Advice. Isn't that what they do? They say, no, 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 okay, no, what happened? They tell you, you're bad, do this, like, do something, like a chore to absolve yourself. So you have to think up, like, something that this guy can do, and then you gauge how many times he has to do it. All right, I'm Jewish, and you say, I've never like, don't actually do that been to confession, but from what... Neither have I, I'm not my, Okay, either. but my, you know, from my knowledge of what a confession is, you can go and say, hey, you know, I went and I got a... Uh, a hand job from a Thai hooker at a right. massage parlor and I ran away without paying her. Yeah. And the priest would be like, it's not a good thing to do. Couple Hail Marys, we'll call it a day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all they do. He doesn't give you advice. That's not advice. That's just saying, that pisses Jesus off two Hail Marys worth. All right. And so, I don't think it's a Hail Mary. So, it's like a, something else. From what you're What's saying. What's that thing called where you do the beads? Well, for what you're implying here, Wackerly. Nobody actually, knows. What you're implying, though, is we're almost more qualified than a priest because we're not going to say just give a hell mary. We're going to give you advice there, uh, stone truck driver guy with a whizzinator. Here's what it's like. We're more qualified than a priest but less qualified than Dr. Phil or Oprah. Barely less qualified. Just a little bit. I mean, just a little under them. We get paid a lot under them, though. That's true. <laughs> All right. If, you, if you're going to go just in terms of compensation, we're way less qualified. But if you're going to go in terms of just education, yeah, just under them. On the money scale, probably still a little more qualified <laughs> than the Catholic priest. <laughs> I like agree with that. Of poverty, don't they? Okay. I'd be ridiculed by it, but the ridicule, I, I know it would be a, a form of uh, salvation, if you could say. But anyways, about three weeks ago... I was down in Laredo, and I spent the night there at one of the truck stops down in Laredo. Uh, it's, it's a border city with Mexico. And um, I guess overnight, I guess some uh, some wetback dude, uh, I guess he crossed the border because at this... Now, hey now. <laughs> a wetback dude? I don't, do we stand for that type of terminology? It's beaner. It's not wetback. <laughs> it's beaner. Okay, just get it right. I'm going to let it slide this time only because I think this guy is like, I don't even know what the term is, Mexican-American, Chicano, actually, Latino. I, I wanted to clarify something here, Wackerly. Is that the proper term for Mexican-American, is that beaner? But if you're an illegal immigrant, that's a wetback? <laughs> I'm not going there with you. I, I just want to know the Mexican difference. Friends. What's the they difference? can listen to this and be very angry. Yeah, but then you can have them deported. You never have to deal with them again. <laughs> I'm not going to comment, but I will allow this guy to call the other guy in the story a wetback because I think he is of Latino heritage. He does sound like he might be Hispanic. He sounds kind of like Ren from Ren and Stimpy. Or in a little bit of Cheech. <laughs> At this truck stop, it's only like two miles away from the border, and I guess the guy snuck in my truck 
Not in my tractor, but on the trailer. Uh, I had a lock, so he couldn't go into the trailer doors, but what he did was he snuck in. I don't know how. I mean, it's possible because I've checked. But he snuck under the actual tandems, which are the trailer tires in the back. And you can actually position your body where you can lay on top of the, ax the axle spreads and just kind of cushion yourself and wrap yourself around like the airlines. Well, I guess what this dude didn't realize is that I was going to go in uh, and uh, pick up a load of uh, those Equis and Corona. Uh, I'm sure he realized that. He must have been stoked. Dos Equis, cerveza. <laughs> See, I'm going to choose that truck. Okay. But did he just say he was going back into Mexico to get this beer? No, I think he was picking it up. in Laredo's in Texas, right? But it's just on the border. It's I on think the border. It's, it's like a gray area down there where you don't really know which side of the border you're on. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Like, ideally, you... you Is it just a cactus fence <laughs> or something? <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez is running back for But, um... You, ideally, you, you locate your, your business on the gray area, sort of more Mexico side, and then you only have to adhere to the Mexican laws. But, you know, you can but still... you're right by the You States. can still you can... live and take all your money back to the American side and live... Under the protection of Uncle Sam. So explain this to me. The the Mexican guy here snuck out, hid on top of the wheels of his rear axle. The two rear axles, yes. All right, and why wouldn't he get inside the truck? Because there's a lock. Oh, so he hid on top. Well, <laughs> underneath the container part, but on top of the axles. Okay, so get he it? had to have removed his sombrero, because you wouldn't. it's not... I mean, the space isn't big enough to, to wear the sombrero. <laughs> you had on. to sacrifice the sombrero. You're right. You probably did. I man. still think a poncho could probably make the trip there. He's probably wrapped up in it because it's going to be well, cold. The poncho right is warm. <laughs> All right. We shouldn't be laughing about this. It's a serious issue, this illegal immigration. Look what's going on in Arizona right now. I know. I know. No matter what side you're on. You gotta admit it's a clusterfuck. It, it certainly is. Okay, well let, let's let's see what happened here to um, the stowaway beaner. <laughs> Stop calling him a beaner. Is that racist? Yes. I'm sorry. It's not it's... as bad as Packy. Okay. And it's not as bad as the N word. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna say the stowaway Mexican. <laughs> Beanific American. <laughs> Well, he's not American. He is a wetback. Okay. It's uh, hard. This is hard. I know. It's, Cultural it's, sensitivity is hard. I'm just saying it's a gray area, and I want to. I don't want to offend the wrong... You know, I don't want to offend anybody. Let's just go with wetback, because that term has already been thrown out here by this dude. By so this guy. Wetback, okay, so for if the anyone's to this blame, call, it's this guy. <laughs> wetback is where we're going with it, okay? Listen, drug cartels, we're not calling you wetback. That's the this other thing. Is. I don't want to have my head, like, rolling down the fucking street like a bowling ball. Or put on a turtle and explode. I don't want that. Or, uh, what do they call that thing, where they... They, the necklace of flaming tires. Pinata. I don't want that. No, neither do I. Uh, from one of the uh, beer distributors down there in Laredo, taking it up to four words. And when I got there at the customer, they told me that I had to slide my tandems, basically slide the wheels to the back. Uh, so uh, this whole time, I guess the dude was down there the whole time, you know, just being nonchalant, you know, uh, be, you know, just... Uh, uh, blending in, and when I slid my tandems, 
not, not only knowing that he was there, I slid my tandems, and I guess the guy didn't realize what I was about to do. But when I slid, when I slid the tandems, I heard a crack, almost like a like a, you know, like a pop. At the time, I didn't realize I didn't realize what it was because you know I I hear fucking weird noises all the time, especially with these old ass fucking trailers. And as I started backing in into the dock, I started noticing like a pool of blood, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> you know what he says? He's heard weird noises. Weird noises like ay ay ay, ay caramba. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a typical truck noise. No me gusta. <laughs> That isn't a uh, typical truck noise there. But no, you, was, you're jesting, but this story is becoming extremely horrifying. I know. It's actually, and, and it's real. So what happened is this man was crushed by the tandems here. I kind of like the fact that I'm learning some trucker jargon here. Yeah. You know, it's... It's like I you went to DeVry. I slid my tandems. Slid, I think. They, slid? they slide back and forth depending on the weight of the and, the and the center of gravity of the load. So if I was, you know... Uh, driving somewhere to LA or something. I could stop at a truck stop and be like, yeah, I slid my tandems the other day. Right. Bore my engine out to a 650. Right. And that would sound cool and people would be like, yeah, you're probably one of us. Are you trying to get invited back to the cab or something? No, I'm just saying, yeah. I want to. I don't want to be like, I don't want to walk into a truck stop and then be like, right. Who's that hook-nosed Jewish bastard that thinks he's one of us? Yeah. I want to be, like, accepted. In you, you won't be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you need to... You not, need, I maybe put a pillow under your shirt to make it look like you've eat, at least eaten, like, one moons over my hammy <laughs> in your lifetime. One Denny's meal. All right, maybe. But I understand what you, you're... You look like you just wandered in off a, of like, nylon magazine spread. <laughs> They're not, you're not going to blend in. That's not going to... Even if you I'm wearing a trucker you don't just hat... Throw the tr- they hate that look. Dude, I've seen over the top. I know what they like. <laughs> All right? Young so, boys. But I understand, I understand what you're I'm saying I'm going to get here. my young boy <laughs> and take him to the arm wrestling competition. That's what that movie's about. It is. It is. But I understand what you're saying here. This We shouldn't be making light of this phone call because it's taken a horrific twist. For what's, real. What's happening here is this man was crushed to death. Yes, man, not. <laughs> he, he was crushed to death by uh, the, the tandems of the truck. So I get down... And I check, to my fucking disbelief, there's a fucking guy there cut in half by one of the, by one of the cross beams from the trailer. Yeah. Literally decapitated his body in half. This fucking dude cuts, uh, like the, the, one of the steel beams literally ripped his body at the waist. And because, because, his upper portion of his body was hanging like on the on the brake lines. He was able to hold on and not fall down, but his fucking legs were like dangling, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? And this dude's like, he fucking turned around, fucking looked at me straight in the fucking eyes. He's like, you got a taco? <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that. I, I take that back. Which to this day is engraved in my fucking frontal lobe, and the dude's like, uh, like in some Spanish shit. I'm, I mean, I'm Mexican, but I don't understand what the fuck the guy was saying. Because his like entire esophagus has been ripped, <laughs> torn through his like butthole. Well, he's missing his lower extremities. Of course, he's probably not making sense. Yes. 
You know? I speak Spanish, but I don't speak mangled corpse. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak mangled corpse Spanish. Manglish. I don't know what the fuck compelled me, and this is this is this is something I failed to tell the cops because because I guess it's either a reason of insanity or just to protect myself. This just got real. Or <laughs> so this guy's anonymous, right? Or because the cops you don't really, know who he is. Or the cops really couldn't care less because mm. they probably would have deported the guy anyway. Maybe. But yes, this is totally anonymous, and uh, we have no idea who he is, and uh, take no um, association with him whatsoever. Or responsibility, this is purely reporting. But something compelled me to get back in my truck and end this guy's fucking misery, and I slipped my tandems to the foot, and I fucking ended the guy's life. I, I fucking severed the guy in half. To end his fucking life because I felt, dude, like you're fucking dying because I just slit, I just slit your body in half, but I didn't do it all the way. It's kind of like cutting somebody with a dull blade. So I got back in my truck and fucking I slammed that shit to the front and just ended the pain, dog. And like, it's something I felt to tell the cops after you know a long fucking. Uh, a long uh, written testimony or whatever, but uh, just some shit, dude, that I had to deal with. But uh, yeah, man, I, I just feel like sharing it with you guys, and maybe you guys can make a mockery out of it so I can feel good about it. All right, man, thanks. Wow. Wow, dude, I'm I'm a little uh, dumbfounded here. I just don't even. This is this is pretty serious stuff. You know, I. We're we're not gonna we don't make a mockery out of everything. You know, there's certain things like a death of, you know, of a guy, wetback or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> we take stuff like that seriously. You know, I don't, I don't want to say it's a mockery. One thing I'm wondering is, do you think the people who uh, eventually were drinking that beer mm. appreciated what this guy had to go through to deliver no. that beer? No, we could be drinking it right now. I know you're. That's what is it? Yeah, whack. Did you get this because of Cinco de Mayo here? No, I got it because it was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Modelo Especial. That's what we're drinking. It's, Product it's, of Mexico. It carries with this theme. You know, um, I, I'm sorry. Well, I can, you know, I can hear this this dude, the caller. Uh, he's like a little bit anguished about the whole situation. You know, I can hear true pathos in his voice, and I, and you know what though? And he's trying to like absolve himself at the beginning. He says like the ridicule will make him feel better. Like it's you know absolution. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is. This man committed no crime. This man no. did no sin. This man is, is, does not need to repent for anything because what happened... I mean, I don't even want to say it was a mercy killing. First of all, you didn't know that this happened. You saw a guy, he was suffering. You stopped the suffering. That's a mercy killing. <laughs> all right. That's the definition this guy's, <laughs> a, this guy's a truck-driving Jack Kevorkian. Yeah, the initial accident obviously wasn't his fault. No, he didn't do it. He did, he, he, all right, he did do a mercy killing. But... I think a mercy killing is completely justified in this respect. There should be some kind of code amongst the, well, you know, wetbacks. <laughs> like if you're going to hide under here? a dude's truck, you should, like, hang your sombrero on the rear view so he knows you're down there. That's a good idea. You I mean, should start a, a, an educational awareness campaign down there on billboards and stuff, and it, it will be all in pictograms so people can read them that don't speak English. And then people who don't speak Spanish can also understand the code. You know the hanky code when you're 
That's not the hanky code, is it? No, it's a sombrero <laughs> code. It's a sombrero well, code, code that Mexicans when you, use. When you have a roommate and you're like getting it on in the room. That's you the put, tie, the, the necktie code. Necktie yeah, code. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's like, hey, man, I under here. Do not, do not slide the what? <laughs> do not slide your tandems, Don't slide the I'm tandems. hiding under your truck so I can get to Albuquerque. Yeah. But I, I, I think that's Nothing what you need that. to do. I think there needs to be some kind of connection there. Yeah. And, I, I need, mean, I need a, a like a rhyme or something that's easy to remember. But I'm sure it's tearing this guy up. But I mean, and you know what? Really, I fault the Mexican that hit under the truck because it's a horrible place to hide. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to hitch a ride somewhere, you know, what about on top of the truck? What about offer up a handy? What if, offer up a handy right in the cab? Yeah. You know, put like some makeup on person. and a wig and pretend you're a Mexican lot lizard. Yeah. You look like, I mean, Salma Hayek kind of looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think she got in the country? Yeah. That's what I ask you. I ask you that there, Wackily. On the power of her magnificent breasts? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Nobody um, with breasts like Salma Hayek is riding underneath a beer truck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there you go, stone truck driver. Um, we absolve you of all your uh, sins there. I don't think you did anything Here, wrong. I'm doing the thing. Yeah. What is it? Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. And in fact, I salute you for uh, pulling a Jack Kevorkian in there. Yeah. Next time you pick up a bunch of beer, though, uh, bring some for us. Yeah, that would be nice. Drop off a pallet. Don't go kill any Mexicans, though, while you're doing it. You can just bring us beer. We don't don't want the Mexicans to die, but hey. Collateral damage. (laughs) People, you can call Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We always do love to hear your murder confessions. Uh, we got a couple of emails here to the Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com address. Uh, one, uh, the first one actually is Sick and Wrong News. Fozzie Bear, one of our long and ardent supporters and one of, our, uh, one of, the, one of the, the fans that actually, he was on our three-year anniversary show. Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, Fozzie Bear emailed us and said that the interview that he did with us a couple of weeks ago is now up on his website. Uh-huh. So Why Fozzie did he interview Bear, us again? <laughs> Uh, Fozzie Bear does a, a podcast called The Podcast Podcast. It's a self-referential podcast. It's very postmodern. It's a podcast about podcasts. Oh, right. So it, um, he interviewed uh, myself and uh, Lance here for, um, I don't remember what episode, but um, he interviewed us for about an hour on The Podcast Podcast. And so if you go to thepodcastpodcast.com, you can listen to that interview with uh, me and Lance. And his other episodes. Yeah, he's got like probably like seven or eight. It's, uh, it was quite entertaining. You know what's funny? It's only an hour long, but in that hour, Lance drank seven beers. I did and, like, drink You drink beer. seven beers and like a shot of Jim Beam <laughs> <laughs> in one hour. It was uh, – I have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> you could hear the slurring. It was the middle of the day, and I didn't feel like talking. And yeah, I had to, it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. Seven I had to beers lube, and a shot of whiskey. I had to lube up my vocal cords. <laughs> I don't normally talk to anybody at 3 p.m. I do love the gradual slur, though. It just becomes even more and more overwhelming. It's great. No, <laughs> no. It's like my, my voice becomes more velvety and uh, <laughs> butterscotch or something. But go check it out. The podcast. <laughs> the podcast podcast.com. Uh, second here, we got another email from Leo, who's actually another guy that's asking for our advice here. Uh, He says, hey, guys, I'd appreciate if you fuckers actually responded to this email, even if you don't use it in the podcast. If you do, feel free to shorten it. (laughs) I like like it when people think that we 
answer the other emails that we don't talk about on the podcast. Let me just sit here. <laughs> Got to get through this stack of fan mail. Click, 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 click. <laughs> Dear Leo, I'm glad you love the podcast. Click, 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 click. Put it this way. The delete button is just pretty much pressed, uh, you know, indiscriminately, okay? If you look at your keyboard over there, D, like, you can see the labels of all the numbers, except the delete key is sort of <laughs> smeared off and you can't off. see it anymore. Just like, delete, delete, delete. Anyway, we're, we chose to answer this one, so you're a lucky guy there, Leo. I sent you a lot of mail in the last few years. I've been listening since the beginning, episode uh, 18. Uh, anyway... My friend Anthony K. emailed you asking me to give a birthday shout-out a while ago. In case you forgot, I'm Patrick Francis. Um, I need your help for my friend. My friend has recently been hanging out with an ex-girlfriend a lot. Uh-oh. She was a virgin when they started dating. They broke up in the summer, and while he was in Florida, she ended up having sex with one of his closest friends, who was also a virgin. <laughs> so... They were dating, they broke up, and then immediately she went and had sex because she's a craven whore. And um, apparently they ended up getting back together, and uh, now she still will not have sex with him or please him sexually in any way. And when they dated, she would talk publicly about how he annoyed her and she couldn't stand him. Now he's falling asleep while holding hands with her, spending weekends in her bedroom, only talking, never stops talking about her, talks to her in iChat every night until they fall asleep. My question is, do you guys think he's in a relationship? <laughs> he insists it's his normal friend activity and needs you guys to slap some sense into him so he can move on. You guys rock. Keep it up. Postscript here. Wackerly is finally starting to enjoy the show again. His subtle comments in the past were extremely annoying. Later, guys. Leo. My subtle comments <laughs> about how I hated the show? His derisive comments. Uh, Leo, he still makes those comments. When the mics are shut off, he calls me an asshole almost immediately. And then you delete, delete, delete. Delete, delete, delete. Yeah. This is some of my best moments you've, that have fallen into the recycle bin of your computer. <laughs> anyway, in response to your question. First of all, the question is retarded. The question is retarded. Like, do you think he's in a relationship or not? As if there's like it's like a binary thing. Like, well, on this scale of relationshiposity, <laughs> he is definitely in the yes category. That's like, get out of that mindset. He's in a relationship there, Leo. If he's in a good relationship or a bad relationship, that's the question. You're in a relationship with everybody you yeah. know. I have a relationship with D. But... <laughs> I yes, think what he way. wants to know, though, is this, like, when, I think he's talking about boyfriend-girlfriend, like a sexual relationship. Are they fucking? No, he knows And they that. aren't fucking, and therein lies the problem. There's, yeah. there's the rub. That's the problem. Your friend is not fucking this girl. He's hanging out with this girl. If he's gay, then it's fine. That's completely yeah, yeah. admissible. He, can, he should hang right. out with the girl all he wants because he's gay. They have a platonic friendship. Maybe it's a fag-hag situation. And, and, that, and that could be. And if that's it, then let it ride. It's fine. But it sounds to me that it's not it, and that's why we're getting this email. Your friend is being emotionally manipulated, in my opinion. And he's allowing it to happen. Yes. And what your friend needs to do is grab her tit. Yeah. That's what he needs to do. He just needs to, like, one day, when they're sitting there falling asleep, grab her titty. And to be quite honest... I've done this before. (laughs) To be quite honest... She'll probably be like, finally. Because, and even finally, if, exactly. Even if she doesn't want to hook up with him, because one of the most annoying things in the universe is to try to fall asleep while somebody's holding your fucking hand. <laughs> like, put your hand on my tit so I can, like, my arm won't fall asleep while I'm sitting here sleeping. Well, the thing is, right? he's, he's mentioned in the past 
that she's ta- she's spoken, you know, publicly that he is annoying or whatever. She can stand him. Yes. But now they're hanging out all together. Dude, you have nothing to lose. Right. You really don't. But so, yeah, but here's the thing, and I speak from experience. This is like retarded infatuation. Well, then why not grab a titty? If she freaks out, then fuck it. Never hang out with her again. Because he's infatuated. We, and, need, we need stricter measures. I mean, this, needs, this is like these massive application of alcohol and skanks. All right, what this guy needs to do. And his friend's going to have to help him. He's gonna, is, you're going to have to encourage this behavior. Here's, this is what I would do in this situation. I would procure some alcohol, whether by my friend or the homeless guy that hangs out by the convenience store. I would procure some alcohol. There are many ways. I would get this girl really drunk, and then I would grab her titty. And See, start making out with her. I really think that you're, I think you're just adding fuel to the shitty fire. I mean, you're still, you're still pursuing the line of this, this woman, whatever her name I'm is. I'm making Girl. my intentions known. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It's like if he, if he like, explains his intentions, makes them known. This is step one. Then um, she will either be like, okay, I'm receptive, or no, I reject you. So, so here, here's, here's, my, here's my phase. Here's where my phase comes in. What if she rejects him, yet still is emotionally manipulating him, and he acts like the rejection never happened? That's when this dude, Leo, or whatever his name is, the actual sender-inner of the email, needs to intervene. Personally, I think uh, you know, his friend is a bitch if he continues to be emotionally manipulated. Obviously, right. he wants to rut with this girl. He should do some rutting. If, if she's unwilling to rut with him, go find one that will. Right. And quit trying to maintain a semblance but, of a relationship. But, this is my girlfriend. But he might need help on bitchifying himself. That's what I'm saying. Grab a titty. That's all, that's all I have to say. I endorse the grab a titty mentality. Is there any situation where you would, you would take a different avenue other than the titty? Well, like, if it's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to hang out with this or my grandmother... I, I was, gonna, I was saying, titty. would you go for a butt cheek or, <laughs> or right to finger down the pants? You okay? So that's what you do with your sister? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I, all I'm saying is, in this situation, when you're falling asleep, holding hands, or whatever, make your intentions known, communicate them explicitly by putting your hand on her breast and then making out with her. But what about a butt cheek? All right, butt cheek works too. I like the titty because it's more accessible. You got to reach Depend- around depending to get the on the situation. <laughs> All right, depending on the situation. On the geometry. But I, but I agree with what you said about that. It's like she's a virgin. You're a virgin. Well, never date virgins. Well, no, she's not a virgin. She had sex with someone else, but she's she was almost a virgin. a virgin. But anyway, she doesn't. You know, she's probably waiting for you, saying, "Finally, he mm. made a move." So that's what you need to do: either make a move, make or break it with a move. Grab a titty. So I hope that uh, helps you out. Uh, thank you, Leo, for uh, sending that in here. People, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. Uh, there's almost like 5,000 people on that. Isn't that kind of crazy? Crazy. Craziness. <laughs> it's Make a crazy grab a titty. Sick and Wrong Forum. I'm going to go grab some titties. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, one of the threads that, uh, that I found extraordinary, things you regret you did thread on uh, the podcast, or on, uh, on the, uh, the forum. forum right? Have you I seen haven't that? seen it, now. I haven't been on the forum for a while. I've, I've been busy. Wackily, the form's missing you. I know. I've been busy. I'll get back to it. You're missing your uh, well-put cynicism. Got a lot of shit going on. 
So anyway, someone started. I think it was Iron Man. Actually, we got a lot of the, titties in my hand right now. Okay, <laughs> the things you regret you did thread, and a bunch of people like started writing. Like one one person wrote, "I regret reading this for this thread." <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite one is Jordy Al. His uh, his comment here on, on, in this thread was: In my early teens, I scraped the smeg off my bell end with my sister's toothbrush every day for months. I don't feel too good about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's something you never want to confess to your sister no. hopefully she doesn't listen to the podcast hopefully hopefully she doesn't but it's a, it's a really hilarious thread and there's many more hilarious threads so people go join up for the Sigma Rock Forum you can link to it right off our main page com. also thank you everybody for subscribing to the show on iTunes and leaving us a comment and giving us all those five star ratings we've actually been doing quite well on, uh, on iTunes and I was thinking of setting a goal for us. I'd like to get to 700 uh, ratings. How many do we have now? We got like 650 or something. 50 more to go. So 50 more to go by the end of the month. Let's do this. Let's work as a team, people. Let's all go team here. Yeah. We're like lesbians. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, let's get 700 ratings here for Sick and Wrong. I think that would uh, be kind of cool. That would satisfy you. That would satisfy me. I, I'd, I'd feel, you know, I'd feel satiated. Okay. I think that might work. Because it wouldn't take me that long to make like 50 email addresses and just do it. <laughs> then grab some titties. Grab also, titties. Uh, make sure you support the show by buying Sick and Wrong Apparel. Uh, we have uh, Sick and Wrong t-shirts available at the Sick and Wrong store. You just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com and click store. We also, um, I recently renovated the Cafe Press store. There's uh, several different designs that people sent in. So um, if you go to the Sick and Wrong store... Uh, there's a link at the very bottom for the Cafe Press Store, so go check it out. Finally here, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Duncan. He writes in, Dan Lance, I find it hard to believe you've not mentioned Roy Chubby Brown on your show yet. I don't even that. know who it is. I love that name, though. Yeah. Roy Chubby Brown. I've sent you a- Is Chubby in quotes, is that a nickname or is that an actual God-given middle name? I think it's his birth name. Oh, his okay. Christian name. Chubby. All right. Yeah. I've sent you a YouTube clip, and I'll send you some MP3s when I can find them. Uh, Roy Chubby Brown, calls him Chubbs here, is a massive star in the UK and Australia. His real name is Royston Vasey, and this was used as the name of the village in the League of Gentlemen. Yeah, I knew in I honor of his success. That. I didn't know that Royston Vasey was a real was a real name for somebody. No, neither did I. I never knew where that came from, but uh, um, it, it's it's nice. I wonder if he was a local. <laughs> In, uh, the, a local the person? Are you a local person? Only locals only allowed here. It's a great name, though, Royston Vasey, but I can understand why I went to Roy Chubby Brown. Sounds better. He has songs like Sick as Fuck, Dolly Parton's Tits, I'd Use Your Shit for Toothpaste, <laughs> and Hey Santa are all very funny. Oh, and Hey Santa, that's one of his songs. Yeah. They're all very funny and they're very sick and wrong. Um, so we're going to end the show here with um, Addicted to Minge. It's kind of got that, you know that song, uh, the Robert Palmer song? Addicted to Love, Addicted yes. to Love, yes. It's in the same vein, but it's Addicted to Minge. Is Robert Palmer English or Australian? I think he's just a pederast. I don't, I don't know. He is a cock. This yeah, song I hate that guy. And the really, videos are all the same. What a dude, dickhead. Dude, Hall & Oates would kick the shit out of that guy. 
Well, maybe Hall. Oates is kind of tiny, diminutive. All right, well, Oates is in the back rooting for him, and then Hall yeah. would beat the shit out He's of like him. He's like the coach. And knock that guy the fuck out. Anyway, thank you, Duncan, for sending that in. And we're going to end the show here, Second Wrong Song of the Week, with Addicted Minge by Roy Chubby Brown. I'm a fan of that guy now. People, will be back next week with episode 226. Till then, take it easy. ratio <laughs> they have to be tall and they have to have black hair and pale then I'm gonna this like... is Adolfina <laughs> I like <All> your right. <laughs> bangs <laughs> what's that about juice you so crazy you so crazy with your ovens <laughs> girl let's go get an eight ball and the genocide I'll, I'll, I'll charge an expensive dinner for you <laughs> to show you how much I love you. Uh, Adolfina wouldn't leave my apartment today until like 3 o'clock. She was going on and on about the Jews. <laughs> the devil. How, how they're like vermin and need to be exterminated. But she, you know what, though? She's so hot, yeah. I don't care. She, had, she tried to purge me from the studio. <laughs> I had to go to work. <laughs> she full-on fucking Dutch oven me. And I was just like, you're guessing the Jews in here. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, what would a German oven be? Mr. Simon, <laughs> you will get on the train car and go to work now? <laughs> it's the Muni and it's a bus. The train car? <laughs> Back into the train car <laughs> with the other mud peoples. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> All right, you ready? <laughs> you have to hang out with their friends, Gerbil, Gerbilina, Gerbilina, Him, Himlina. <laughs> oh, they're so annoying. Himlet. But she's Himleta. so hot. She's so hot. <laughs> Must maintain relationship. Romelina, <laughs> the desert fox. Actually, I'm into her. Yeah, she's hot. All right, you ready? Yeah. Let's get All right.